This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. You know, the longer we stay at our relationship with God, it's the same principles, all success principles that come from God. You know, I do a lot of leadership development and motivational type stuff, and it doesn't matter as you track success in people's life, whether they know God or whether they don't know God, it's all God's principles. You know, He is the creator of success, and when we apply His Word and His principles, then we overcome in life. And every one of us, at some point in time, you know, we all want provision, we all want to succeed, we all want to prosper in our businesses, we all want a healthy and whole family, we all want, right, I'm not the only one that's that's like that, right, that's why we do what we do. And uh, But when it comes down to it, there's those times that you engage in, our, in your relationship with God that His presence just consumes you. You know, and you realize that His presence means more than any, any win. His presence means more than any drug. I mean, it's a, it don't matter where you're, you're at in your process. Alcohol can't satisfy, drugs can't satisfy. Whatever it is can't satisfy like the presence of God. Now, I'm not talking about religion because religion is miserable. It's really frustrating to be religious. (laughs) But when you're really going after the heart of God, you get to the point that, Father, nothing, there's nothing on this earth that satisfies like your presence. There's nothing. There's nothing like the Word of God when it comes alive to you. There's, there's nothing when, like when you see God show up in your life. Yes, winning's great, and, and we all want to win, but there's nothing like when you see God show up. So nothing else will do. And I, I was just thinking just about the process when I gave my life to the Lord. You know, it's been years ago now. Um, just... At those times when you're trying to walk out of addiction and you're, you're, you're trying to walk out just your journey and, and, and be free and walk in what God has promised you, man, you get so hungry for the presence of God, you're hungrier for God than you are whatever you were addicted to. You're hungrier for freedom than you are for the bondage. And I, I want to encourage you today, instead of, instead of maybe looking at what you don't have, fall in love with who you do have. Go after what you, what you do have, who you do have. Focus on what you do have. No matter where you're at in life, God wants to meet us right where we're at, and He always wants to bring us up in our thinking, in our believing, in our expectation. He always wants to bring our families to the next level. He wants to bring our businesses to the next level. God is working even while we're sitting here right now. His Word is releasing the will of God upon the earth just like it is in heaven. And so by you and I putting God first, Matthew 6, by us putting Him first, even while we're sitting here, it gives the angels of God a right to move on our behalf in your businesses to bring clients into your life. Whatever you're involved in, when we put Him first, He says, I promise all things will be added unto you. Now, we either believe the Bible or we don't believe the Bible. 
And so when we read God's Word and when you look at the, the notes and stuff uh, that we put together for you, and some of those, are, they're, they're rough notes. I, uh, there's, there's a lot of them there. And so if you see grammatical errors and everything, man, be merciful. Get over it. Don't let that stop you. You know, I, you know being on TV and stuff like where people correct me all the time. I and mean, they'll leave me messages correcting me and everything. It's like, man, get over it. All right? you know, <laughs> let's go after God. I'm working on me. I'm a work in progress just like everybody else. But I want us to, when we read God's Word, we've got to step back for a moment and ask, okay, am I doing what these people did to get the results that they got? Because it's only the doers of God's Word that gets results. Just like you can go to however many roping clinics you want to go to, but if you don't take the principles that you learn and put it into to practice, you're, we're never going to get any better, right? It's a daily process of executing our fundamentals. It's a daily process of renewing our mind to think like a champion, to train like a champion, to be a champion that we're created to be. And so as we get into God's Word this morning, I want us to step back and ask, okay, how am I doing when it comes to this? Are you with me? Are you ready to go? I'm going to give you plenty of time to get ready, so don't think, oh my gosh, this guy, he is long-winded. You know, I understand the, the competition side of it, so I'll give you plenty of time. I'm going to figure out my technology. That's a <laughs> so a, a, a while back I was just praying, and while I was praying, this just, this, this kept coming up in my heart, and I saw these two pegs like two stakes that were driven down into the ground and around the stakes were a long rope and there were currents that were just flowing, flowing around the ropes. And the Lord just, when I said the Lord said, I didn't hear an audible voice or anything, but just in my heart, he says, Trey, I'm wanting to turn up the flow. I'm wanting to turn up the flow. And the, the current represents he wants to turn up the flow in his presence. He wants to turn up. And when he's saying flow, he's wanting to turn up the manifestation of his goodness on earth just like it is in heaven. But a lot of people think, well, if God wants it done, it's just going to happen. And you know what? That's, that's not true. God, God isn't for sickness and disease. He's not for hunger and poverty. God's not for all that type of stuff. God is not in control of all that type of stuff. He created us in His image and in His likeness. And He said, now you have dominion. We have a part to play in God's will being done upon the earth as it is in heaven. And so that's why when I say, how can I position myself? That's saying, how can I come into agreement with God? where his supernatural ability can show up in my life. And so when he's saying, I want to turn up the flow, I'm wanting, I'm wanting to turn, I'm wanting you to see more of my goodness in your life, whether that's in your physical body, whether it's in your relationships, in your businesses, and what you're called and created to do, I'm wanting to turn up the flow. I'm wanting to turn up the flow. I want you to picture God looking at you and he sees every area of our life and he's saying the same thing to each of us, saying, I'm wanting to turn up the flow. I'm wanting to turn up the flow of my presence. I'm wanting to turn up the flow of my power. I'm wanting to turn up the flow of the manifestation of my goodness in your life. Say that with me. He wants to turn up the flow. He wants to turn up the flow. And so we were at the wildfire roping, and I was going to bed and just thinking on God's Word, and I was reading Romans chapter 4, verse 20 and 21, and, and it says, No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. Now pause there for a moment. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question 
concerning the promise of God. So I've got to ask, is there an area in my life that I could be doubting God in? Is there an area in my life maybe that at one time you had a hope, you had a dream, you had this thing that you knew God placed on the inside of you, but now because of circumstances of life, maybe you're, you're wobbling, you're wavering a little bit. Maybe you're not believing like at one time you, you were believing. Maybe you don't have that hunger and that fire and that tenacity and that passion like at one time you had. Have you ever been there before? I know I'm not the only one. And so I've got to ask, what, what could be making me waver? What could have caused me to unplug my faith and confidence and trust in the goodness of God? Because one thing I learned years ago that if there's mess-ups in my life and there's mess and mistakes... God's not to blame for it. The first place I've got to look is right here. <laughs> my choices, my decisions, my thought patterns. Yes, there's an enemy that kills, steals, and destroys, but he works with our choices, our decisions, our thought patterns. So if I'm wavering or I'm, I'm backing off or I've lost my passion, kind of like when you're making a mistake in the roping pen or something, what do you do? You get back on the, on the ground and you start thinking about your fundamentals and walking back through your position, your swing, your timing, your delivery, your ride, and you start breaking it down a little bit. Well, he said, no unbelief or distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. Whatever God has promised you, I want to encourage you to get your persuasion back. You know, we can't rise any higher than we're persuaded. So to the degree of my persuasion of the goodness of God, to the degree of my persuasion of God's will in my life, how do I learn the will of God? Through God's Word. God's Word reveals God's will. And so the more time I spend talking to God, just like you and I talk, the more I spend time going over His promises, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, my faith begins to rise again. My, my trust and confidence begins to build because I'm spending time with Him. When we spend time with people, we begin to have trust and confidence in them because we learn their character and nature. And it's the same way with God. The more I spend time with him, and I'm not being religious, but I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him about my fears. I'm talking to him about the problems I'm having. I'm talking to him about whatever it is. Faith starts to rise, and faith starts to come, and then I begin to act on what he's telling me. And so I'm reading this as I go to bed in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, and he says, No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. He grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. He grew strong. How many of you want to be strong in your life? Every one of us. Says he was empowered by faith. How? How did, he, how did he become strong? How did he, when his feet hit the floor, he had this confidence on the inside of him. I know that God is in me and God is with me and God is for me. He says he began to give praise and glory to God to the point that he became fully satisfied and assured. Fully satisfied and assured. Fully satisfied that God would never leave me nor forsake me. Fully satisfied that God would watch over his word to perform it. Fully satisfied and assured that whatever God promised me, he is, he's not a man that he could lie. Fully satisfied and sure. How many think back to the times in your rope and when you've just been hitting on all cylinders, when you ride in the box, before you ride in the box, man, you just know. You, you know you're confident. You put in the work. You're executing the fundamentals. You just know. You're, you're fully satisfied. You're, you're assured. No 
knowing that results are coming. Even if you hit some roadblocks, even if you miss one or two, you know your horse is working right, you know you've been, you know it's coming. We said, I became strong and empowered by faith as I gave praise and glory to God. What was he doing? He said, as I was turning up the flow, and this is the thing, I woke up that next morning and the Lord says, Trey, I want to turn up the flow, but I want you to turn up the flow so I can turn up the flow. God wants us to turn up the flow. How do I turn up the flow? I turn up the flow in my praise. I turn up the flow in giving glory to God. I turn up the flow in being thankful and grateful. What if every one of us right now made a decision that just today, I'm just going to take one area of my life and I'm just going to turn up the notch when it comes to being thankful. I'm going to be, instead of griping and complaining, oh, my horse did this, my horse did that, I'm going to be thankful that I've got a horse. How many of you have rode some bad horses in your life? I mean, some donkeys. Right? You know, it's like, oh, bless the Lord. How many of you rode great ones before? And maybe your horse might not be a great one right now, but he, he's good enough to be entered here. Be thankful that you're still not riding Eeyore. Right? Turn up the flow in our focus. Turn up the flow in, in, in just being a, a blessing to people. Turn up the flow in our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and, and God is the strength of our life. What if we just turned up the flow in our concentration today? How can you turn up the flow? Say, turn up the flow. God is saying, I want to turn up, I want you to turn up the flow so I can turn up the flow. And it just got me to thinking about different, different stories in the Bible about turning up the flow. Say, turn up the flow. And I just want to read a few, too. I don't even know if these are on your sheets here because I just wrote these down the other day. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, and it'd be on the third page if you have it. And I don't even think, I think I just made a, a notation of it and went on. But I just want to read it to you. And it says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village... Is that better? Oh, bless the Lord. That's a lot better, right? It's like get out of the tin can while you're preaching, will you? All right, is that better? Can you hear that okay up there? Perfect. And so Luke 17, verse 11 through 19, it says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. So it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, say one of them, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. I want you to picture this. There's these ten lepers that are not even supposed to be coming close to where Jesus was. And as Jesus, they begin to hear about Jesus and they approach Jesus. And it says that they begin to lift their voice. What were they doing? They were turning up the flow. Think about the time in your life when you made a quality decision. And if you've never done this before, I encourage you to do it today. That, okay, I'm not going to be religious, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one. Because all ten of them received healing. Jesus said, all right, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they received their healing. But then there was one that wasn't satisfied with just being cleansed. Just like there's 
I'm going to be the one that I'm not dissatisfied with going to heaven. The Bible promises me heaven on earth. I want to be the one that it makes a quality decision on the inside that if anybody gets their prayers answered, it's going to be me. If anybody hears the voice of God, it's going to be me. If anybody knows the presence of God, it's going to be me. I'm not going to be like the all ten. I'm going to be like the one where Jesus says, hey, what happened to everybody else? But I see that there's one that's willing to turn up the flow in their praise, willing to turn up the flow in their thanksgiving, willing to turn up the flow in their obedience, willing to turn up the flow. I want to be the one, say the one, that gets, gets God's attention. You know, God isn't moved by our needs. He's moved by faith. He's moved by, by trust and confidence in Him. I want to be the one that turns up the flow. And He says, because you turned up the flow, I'm able to release my flow. And He says, it was your faith in me that restored you to health. This guy just didn't receive cleansing. He was restored in every area of his life because he turned up the flow. What area of life do you need to turn up the flow? Say, turn up the flow. In Mark chapter 10, I'll just summarize it for time's sake. There's a, a man, blind Bartimaeus, and he's out, out, outside, and he begins to hear that it's Jesus. And as Jesus begins to come to him, he's blind, and he's a beggar. The Word says that he, during this time, beggars and blind people, they had garments that identified them that they were blind and they were beggars, and that was their lot in life, and things would never be, be better than what they are right now. But he began to hear something different. See, you've got to hear. If you want to, God to turn up the flow, then you've got to allow His flow to come into you in new ways. So I want to turn up the flow in listening to the Word of God. I want to turn up the flow in listening to praise and worship music. I want to turn up the flow in surrounding myself with people that are of like precious faith, that aren't being religious or not just going through the motions. It's the same way in the rope and pen. If you want to get better, you've got to be around people who wrote better than you do. It's the same way in our relationship with God. You know, we travel all the time, and I like to go to different gyms and take care of myself. And, and there's some, there, gyms are like churches. You know, you go to some gyms, they have no motivation. I mean, they have this, you know, they don't want you grunting. They don't want you pushing through. They don't want you giving it all you got, you know. And then you go to, when I'm in Australia and stuff, I'll go to the different gyms that Arnold Schwarzenegger started. And I'm telling you, those people, they are after results. I mean, they come in there, they are focused. There's no talking. I mean, they are getting it on because they want results. Well, I'm in every different type of church that there is, and churches are the same way. There's some of them, they don't want you raising your hand. They don't want you hallelujah and praising the Lord. They don't want you going after God. They just want you to keep everything nice and tidy. Don't mess up their, their service. But then you go to other churches that, man, they're all in. God, I want to know you. I, I, want, I need healing in my body. I need healing in my family. I need healing in my finances. God, I need you. I need you, and they're all in. And guess what? As they turn up the flow, God turns up the flow. See, we determine how much God shows up in our life. And he's saying, I want you to turn up the flow so I can turn up the flow. Say, turn up the flow. Mark chapter 5. So blind Bartimaeus, before I go into the next one, he begins to call out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the Amplified it says, right now. In other words, he says, I don't, I'm not letting this opportunity pass me by. I'm not going to go through another day of just being religious and just going through the motions right now. Jesus, I need you right now. I need answers right now. I need to come up in my body right now. And the, and the religious people, the, even the disciples around Jesus, says, hey, man, you're making us uncomfortable. <laughs> 
You ever seen that before when you try to step out and do something that seems impossible or something that's on a different level that makes everybody else around you uncomfortable? They said, man, be quiet, will you? But then the Bible says he started shouting out even louder. He said, and this Johnson paraphrase, he turned up the flow even more. I don't care what you're thinking or what you're thinking. God, I need you. I'm going after you, Jesus, Son of David. Have mercy on me right now. I need answers right now. I need strength right now. I need, I need your help right now. Jesus, and the Bible says that Jesus stopped because one man was turning up the flow. And Jesus stopped and he told the guys, he says, you bring him to me. So then the religious people, you know, the, guy, the people that, that was trying to tell you there's no way you can do what you're setting out to do, they said, oh, come on, yeah, be a good cheer. He's calling you now. In other words, saying, oh, I knew you could do it the whole time. Yeah, liars. <laughs> so they brought him to Jesus, and Jesus said, what is it? See, the blind Bartimaeus, when Jesus called him, because he'd been turning up the flow, turning up the flow, turning up the flow, just like Abraham, he became strong and was empowered by faith because he was giving praise and glory to God. He was turning up the flow. And the Bible says he threw off his outer garment, that garment that designated him as a blind man his whole life. He threw off the outer garment that designated him as a beggar his whole life. In other words, he was saying, I'm turning up the flow, and today I'm throwing off the garment of my past. I, yeah, I used to just be a jerk. I used to be a bonehead. I used to be an addict. I used, whatever it was, but today is a new day for me. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. I'm turning up the flow. And Jesus said, what is it that you want? He says, that I might receive my sight. And because the man turned up the flow, Jesus turned up the flow. And he said, well, according to your faith or according to your flow, how can you turn up the flow? Remember, picture those two pegs that are driven down into the ground and the currents are just rushing by and those ropes will lengthen. Your influence will lengthen as you, we grow on the inside. We grow on the inside, we go somewhere on the outside. It is impossible to grow in here and not go somewhere out here. God's nature is always growing, always expanding. Think of scientists, they prove it. They look up into the heavens all the time and they're discovering new, new things all the time. Why? Because that's the character and nature of God. So he doesn't change when he comes from creating the universe to being in you. It's still his nature. When I'm not being religious, you can be religious and not grow. But when you're truly, you're being the one that's stepping out of the crowd saying, I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm not saying be a fruit loop. I'm not saying flip everybody out. I'm saying make that decision on the inside. God, I'm coming after you. I'm going to turn up the flow in my obedience. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. I'm going to turn up the flow in my praise. I'm going to turn up the flow in doing the word of God. I'm going to turn up the flow. Say turn up the flow. Speaking of flow, in Mark chapter 5, there was a, a woman with the issue of blood. I was just looking at the time. One with the issue of blood. I think I might have wrote it down. You don't have the whole scripture there. I'll summarize it for time's sake. She had a, she had a, a, a negative flow, a, a flow of blood for 12 years and spent all that she had. But once again, she began to hear that it was Jesus. 12 years in the same condition. And the Bible says that she began to press through the crowd and she kept saying, say, kept saying, See, your words have power. Your words determine the direction of your life. What you say over your family, over yourself, over your rope, and over your business. The power of life and death is in the tongue. 
James chapter 3 tells us that our tongue is like a rudder on a ship or like a bit in a horse's mouth. And whatever we do with that bit, it's going to turn the direction of the horse or whatever we continually say with our words, it's going to turn the direction of our life. And this woman heard that it was Jesus and she kept saying, she made a decision, I'm going to turn up the flow. I'm going to turn up the flow. See, she could have been stoned for even being in the public's eye right there, but she made a decision. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to press through the crowd, and I'm going to keep saying that if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole. What was she doing? I'm going to turn up the flow in my determination. I'm going to turn up the flow in my consistency. I'm going to turn up the flow even when everybody else is looking at me funny, and they say, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to keep saying. I'm going to keep thinking. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep praising, I'm going to turn up the flow because the degree of my flow is going to determine the degree of God's flow back to me. Say, turn up the flow. Turn up the flow. And she says, she kept saying, and she said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And when she touched Jesus, Jesus stopped. Because see, when you turn up the flow and you're not playing church and not just being religious, but you're serious, that I want to be the best me I can be, I want to make the greatest difference I can make upon this earth, you're turning up the flow. It gets God's attention. Jesus stopped and he says, who touched me? And the disciple says, Master, there's thousands of people touching you right here. And you say, who touched me? He says, no, this person's different. Their touch was different. It was a touch of faith. They had made the decision that I'm going to turn up the flow. They, they turned up the flow, and the Bible says he felt the flow leave him, the virtue leave him, because somebody else was turning up the flow. See, your flow determines how much of God's flow you receive. Say, turn up the flow. Turn up the flow. And as she touched him and Jesus stopped and, and the Bible says she sit there, she was fearing and trembling because uh, of what just took place on the inside of her. But when she did it, immediately her flow, her issue of blood stopped. See, her flow connected to the good flow of God, which pushed out the bad flow of the curse. Turn up the flow. What, what bad flow have you had going in your life, in your business, in your family? Well, your good flow to a good God is going to receive and position you to receive His good flow to shut out the bad flow. Say bad flow. God wants us to turn up the flow today so He can turn up the flow. How? How can I turn up the flow? Remember the pegs and the currents washing by the pegs and the ropes waving? Isaiah 54, it says, man, enlarge, enlarge the place of your tent. Let, let the curtains be stretched out. Make sure your stakes are stable and they're in the ground because you're going to expand to the right and you're going to expand to the left. Turn up the flow. Say, turn up the flow. Today, I want to encourage you, and we're almost done, I want to encourage you to turn up the flow when it comes to your praise. Turn up the flow when it comes to being thankful. Turn up the flow when it comes to, to, to new thinking, new believing, new talking. Turn up the flow. Make a decision. I'm not going to be religious another day in my life. I'm going to go after you, God, with all I know how to go after you. And you know what? Just like roping, as you're getting better, you're going to make some mistakes on the way, but stay in the practice pen. Keep executing the fundamentals. It's the same way. Don't let the enemy talk to you and say, Oh, you're, you're no good. You'll never be any good. Oh, you messed up too big. That's a lie. He is a liar. He's a punk and he doesn't play fair. But I want to encourage you today to make a decision 
You're going to turn up the flow. And devil, I don't care what, what you throw at me. You're defeated. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a winner. I'm going to turn up the flow. I'm going to receive God's flow. And I'm going to be a difference maker upon this earth. I'm going to turn up the flow today. Say, turn up the flow. I'm going to turn up the flow. How can you turn up the flow? Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? And I want you to think about your relationship with God. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you've, you've just been religious your whole life. Maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior. If that's you today, at the sound of my voice, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, if you were to die today, I want you to think with me. I want you to go inside your heart. If you were to die today and you were to stand before Almighty God, are you confident, confident in your relationship with God? Can you recall a, that time or place where you, you yourself called upon the name of Jesus? You asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior, and you settled it, and so you knew from that point forward, if you were to die, you would spend eternity with God. Can you recall that moment, and are you confident that you'll spend eternity with Almighty God? If you don't have that knowing, if you don't have that assurance on the inside, it's very simple. The Bible says when a person believes in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and declares with their mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord, he says at that time that person receives eternal life and at that time that person can be certain that they'll spend eternity with Almighty God. So this is what I'd like us to do, heads bowed, eyes closed. Even if you've said this prayer before, I'd like us all to pray this very simple prayer together out loud. And for those people that have never made this decision before, as we pray this prayer, you believe these words in your heart and you declare these words with your mouth like your eternal destiny depends upon it because it does. You can be certain that as you say this prayer and believe in your heart, you receive eternal life and you'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Can we pray this prayer together out loud? Can we say, Father God, today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to be my Lord to be my Savior. And according to God's Word, I'm now forgiven, I'm saved, I'm born again, and I can be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God.